Hello, welcome to Belvedere. This is Nigel Nigelson. <laughs> I'm the token white English guy on the show. Today we'll be talking about metal and specifically uh, the band Testament, their uh, sophomore effort, their new order, uh, no doubt connected to the Illuminati. And I, things I started all that, didn't I? <laughs> Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Check us out on the social media, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can also follow us at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. Nerd out. Welcome back, everyone, to the Metal Nerdery. Yes, welcome. Hola. The resident metal crew, the Adam, the Bill, and the Matthew... You sound like very mellow and subdued. Mellow and subdued. Well, it's a little bit against our schedule. And we're going to bounce around on the Metal Nerdery time tunnel, and you guys will have no idea where we are. But let's just say it's earlier than normal, so it's like jet lag for the normal uh, Metal Nerdery production. So it's a little... And we've got fat bellies because Bill made some delicious, delicious wings. Thank you for that, sir. Absolutely. Anytime, gentlemen. It was yeah, we're supposed to be eliciting delicious. excitement here, and he's he's taking a freaking nap. Well, you know, you eat like a handful of wings and stand up. You know, being a carnivore is exhausting, man. It, it kind of takes a lot out of you. An alcohol drinking carnivore. Yeah, maybe that's the thing with vegans. Do you think there's like alcoholic vegans? Need like some coffee. Coffee. Actually, coffee might be good. Help thyself. Help thyself. Don't offer him coffee. He will drink all of it. Speedball, man. You mix that up with the beer. It's a good mixer. Great for Christmas time at the Waffle House. He's a caffeine-aholic. Yeah, that I am. Uh, this, me too. This is a special day, though. <laughs> yeah. So oh, trust me. I sit behind the steering wheel of a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Stay it, awake somehow. I bet. It's usually caffeine order. and Slayer or something. You know? There you go. Caffeine yeah. and Slayer. <laughs> You know, I had a, before we get into this, I have to say this because it, it made me think the other day. But because I was going through like my favorites playlist, and Slayer would come up, and sometimes you're not in the mood maybe for a particular Slayer song, but then once it starts, you almost feel like you, you really can't change it. Just let it, <laughs> let it play through. Right. You really need it's to like, just let it's it like play a, through. It's like a form of sacrilege. You just need to accept it. Just let it play through. Yeah, to to cut it off is almost kind of like. Don't don't be a you know yeah don't be a pansy yeah I mean, I, th- I think Jesus taught us all don't be a dick you know just don't, <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't be do a, that be a dick listen to Slayer yeah see uh, yeah. all right we have so, here at MNHQ we got dogs barking and text messages text. And, we have dogs barking and text messaging our pets and, heads are falling off <laughs> and and joints are aching and. Metal is growing and expanding. Everything metal. In the air? With, with growing confidence and growing, yes. All that good shit in the air. <laughs> it's got to be in the air. It's all in the air. The 1988 Testament, The New Order. To me, that was kind of one of those magic. That is almost as magical to me as like when I heard puppets in a way. Something about that album had that same pull for me. Did it not for you? Like that power? Because it kind of had that mystical facet to it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hashtag soft intro reprise. Savage Adam. Savadam. Savadam. Savatar. No, they uh this album definitely stepped up the game. Oh yeah. For uh, sure. I wore this one out. I thought it was yes. magic. Big time. It was definitely yes. magic. It was Pete and repeat again and again and again. It's like the uh nothing about it got old. It just it was one of those albums that had that quality. I, love I mean the, uh, like the, the songwriting and the execution stepped up, production stepped up. Yeah. You know, I mean it was all the way around. It's just freaking phenomenal. Big time. It Plus was, to go with the uh, the legacy one with the uh, Testament eerie, you know they had the the little instrumentals on this one, and yeah, you know just like, just cool during the shred. Even the Aerosmith metal. cover, you know, I mean that was pretty cool too. It's like wow, nod back to the old school, bro. It's awesome. Yeah, that Testament was that was like the next. I remember when I got into that, I was I was blown away because all my musician friends were like, dude, have you heard this band? I'm like. No, and of course, you know, Skullnick always gets name-checked, and of course, you start hearing about everybody else, it's like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, that album was magical. Not not to mention a uh, another badass album cover. That's oh, yeah. just, uh... Creepy. Yeah. The, uh... Earth is dying. Wispy skull cloud uh, hanging out over the... Yeah, which is eerie as hell, because... Over the globe there. You can barely see Out in space. Out in space. It's the ozone layer, dude. Badass, man. All the all the garbage is carved out of skull face in the atmosphere. How do you like that? Cows farting did that, too. What? Negative. Okay. Negative. Negative, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> These guys look like they're working out. Oh, they're all showing off their arm tattoos. That's what they're doing. They're waiting. Uh, there's another picture I've seen like that where they've all got the same legacy tattoo with the little Tiamat dude. Yeah. They've all got it down their arms, and they're all standing, like, side profile style. Like, hey, we're part of the Testament cult. Look at our tattoos. They're all part of the same. Supporting the team. Yeah. That's cool. So there's a picture of that. So this album, uh, basically, you got the uh, the same classic lineup. Chuck Billy, Alex Skolnick, Eric Peterson, Greg Christian, and Louis Clementi, whose name I just like to say. It's a fun name to say. Yeah, you know, he's really, really fun to work with, too, Louie. You know, he, he helps me with the marinara and the preparation and whatnot, and he helps me set up the back line. But, you know, hail to Louie Clemente. He came My over buddy. and after his, his drumming career, started helping you in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, he's got some great recipes, so I got to give it to Louie. He's really got it together in the in the kitchen. He's He's, he's got it going on. I so. thought you guys were fighting crime. Well, we do that too. But he, co- he cooks when we do. Oh, is he your is he your crime fighting sidekick also? Well, we kind of moonlight, you know, pasta and and <laughs> investigations. It's it's a long process. I won't bore you guys. Anyway, back to the show. No, Millie, I just want to tell you that you know you you've kind of become a big part of this podcast, and you know I'm you kind sorry. of wouldn't be the no. Don't be sorry if you weren't here. <laughs> it would kind of not be the same now if uh, you know Millie wasn't here. It it really makes me feel great, you guys. <laughs> Oh my God, guys! I think I think you make Millie cry. I think you touched yes. him. Touched his coxic. Coxic. <laughs> I think you touched him in a sacred chakra place down there. Yes, I think that's a chakra. That's what they <laughs> tell me. He needs a moment. Yeah, 
Sorry, guys. I'll be back over by the couch. I'm sorry. All right, buddy. Awkward much? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Uh, he's just like, it looks like he's power eating pasta over there on the couch so, <laughs> with chopsticks. I don't know why. It's weird. I, I think it's his uh, culture. Anyway. Yeah, so this, this album, as far as all of the uh, technical personnel goes, was, was pretty much the same as uh, the legacy. Just a couple differences. Uh, Alex paralysis on uh production engineering and mixing which uh to know more about him you could uh i guess look at that one worked with all of the classic thrash bands of the 80s yes he was a magical name in east coast johnny and marcia z zazula also magical names in the east coast yeah. tom coin mastering also magical um all these people are magical by the way they're wizards everybody's magic they're all wizards <laughs> They, have metal they hang insects. out with ligers. I mean, uh, <laughs> ligers. I am the liger. <laughs> Sorry. Caught <laughs> you a delicious bass. I am the liger. So, okay. yeah, the first one here that's different is uh, Robert Hunter, the assistant engineer. Huh. I looked him up, and that turned out to be a lot more interesting than I thought. Boy. He uh, started out drumming for Raven. Really? Nice. Yeah, 80, uh, 79 to 87. Interesting. So he, he did that, and then I guess he got he into the uh, you know the record-making business, producing, engineering, wow. mixing. Overkill. He's worked with Voivod, Overkill, MOD, Flotsam. And then uh, kind of branching out a little bit, Branford Marsalis. You remember Propane? Yeah, I do remember Propane. I've been, I've been, different things I've been looking at a lot lately. Propane keeps coming up. But I, I was like, I had one of their tapes, I think, back in the day, and I never knew anybody else that had any Propane. It picked so, up, I guess, with like the whole groove kind of thing in the 90s and kind of later, like even so the 2000s. Yeah, it's just interesting to me now, going back and doing all this stuff, their name kind of keeps popping up here and there, but. Uh, he's worked with Albert Collins, uh, as mentioned on the Legacy. Uh, he actually worked on the Peace Dogs. Atlanta, shout from out Atlanta, uh, and then Government Mule, also another uh, Georgia-based Georgia. thing there. Um, I guess at some point he was he was actually traver yeah, traveling around, Tra- traveling around <laughs> with uh, Branford Marsaris <laughs> as his uh, I guess his house audio. <laughs> Engineer. Hold on. Hold on. Bill's gone off just a bit. Is <laughs> uh, it getting hot in here? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Whoa. It wouldn't get any hooter hotter than it already is. I don't know what word this was. But that was great. Uh, uh, sorry. So, yeah, there again, uh, interesting nerd factor for me finding out that. A guy that worked on their album played drums for Raven. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, that's kind of random. But it's like cool from? they have the connection. Uh, the magic. The guy that did the photography for God, I can't photography. Talk, it's talk a, it, too much. So I've talked more today than I've talked. I usually <laughs> talk in a month. So, uh, I've been running my mouth all day. Damn! Listen to me. Uh, the photographer Andy Mean Mine Main M E Y N. I couldn't find anything on him anywhere about anything. So he's 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 an internet mystery. Maybe he yeah exists. Apparently, good for him. (laughs) Yeah, right. 
and Bill Benson did the album artwork, as uh, we mentioned earlier on the Legacy Dive. He did the New Order practice, souls, ritual. Souls. Very cool. But other than Testament, I can't find any involvement with him on you know any other bands or anything, which is curious, but. So I guess yeah. he's kind of just exclusive to Testament, and he was like their artist. It's their guy. That's cool. Kind of like their Derek Riggs, I guess. He did. I think he did a really good job, y'all. Really do. Awesome artwork. Yeah. They always hit the magical artwork, I thought, of all the thrash albums in like the 80s. You're feeling very magical this afternoon. <laughs> magical. <laughs> it's a Sunday, man. It's beautiful outside. It's Sunday. Sun's out. beverages and magic. The magic's animal. out. It actually feels like fall, yeah. It's magic in the day and in the night. Uh, this album... Actually, uh, it peaked at 136 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Wow, that's impressive. Stayed there for 13 weeks. Sweet. It's their longest chart run ever. It made the German, yeah, that word, official, top 100 at 49, and it was on the U.K. album charts at 81. Wow, that's very impressive. Sorry, I don't speak German. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm guessing official. Uh, by 1990, they'd sold a quarter mil. Sweet. Um, Revolver in their August 2014 issue. I don't know how they came out with 14, but it was maybe because it was 2014. I don't know. It was, a, it was in their 14 thrash albums you need to own, which I agree with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavily. Heavily, heavily. That's definitely one of those necessary. That That's kind of got that same magical quality to me like Puppets does. It's like there's something about certain albums like, the Legacy was awesome, but New Order kind of hit the stride and sort of went to the next level. To me, it had that sort of evolved feeling, like the same way with Metallica going from Kill Em All to, like, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. It was just that same kind of magic, but I think I think it had almost that puppet's level of magic to it for me. Kind of like Death Angel from Frolic to uh, Act 3. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. Exact same. Yeah. Some bands just hit that stride, man, and as soon as they do, it's like yeah, everything they do is just golden. Yeah. And perfect and utopia. And yes. Uh, for this album, they toured, uh, I guess they went on a European tour with Mega Dave uh, Sanctuary. Ooh, with the World Day yeah, R.I.P. Right. Flotsam, Flotsam keeps coming up. I Maybe I ought to go back. I need and, to go back and revisit some of their later stuff. Yeah, they always they were always kind of one of those bands that was just there for me. I never really I dug them, into them. delve into them too yeah. hard. I mean, I dug them when I listened to them. I just never got big, big into them. But you know, could be a could be a good project band. Sorry, I was stretching uh, there. Played with some nuclear assault. They came back to the U.S. I guess did a headlining tour. They had support from Violence, which would have been cool. That would have been cool. Forbidden, Voivod, Sanction Sanctionary again. Sanctionary. Destruction, Overkill, more nuclear, some Carnivore, some Death Angel, and some Atheist. Wow, that's quite a uh, roster. That would, that would have been a cool testament and Atheist, man. Yeah, that would have been really man. cool. First time I heard atheist blew my fucking mind. Like, oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, those guys are freaking just way over. They're wizards. They are <laughs> instrumental wizards. It was almost magical. Almost? It was, it, no, I would say. What, what ranks higher, wizards or magic? Because wizards are magical, but are they masters of magic? I don't know. I think they are masters They're of magic. Wizards of magic. Yeah. They're beyond mastery. <laughs> 
Wizard would imply almost godlikeness. Right. Therefore, they're wizards, so they go beyond manly mastery. All right, manly Gandalf. Mastery. I don't know. Sorry. I'm trying to speak the lingo, bro. About wizardry. Wiz- wizardry? Wizardry. Um, Sorry, I'm casting spells, y'all. And then I guess the last leg of the tour for this album, they replaced Megadeth on the Monsters of Rock European tour. That was probably kind of bittersweet, I bet. Why? I mean, if you want to see Explain. Megadeth. Oh. And then if it got replaced, but it's like, you know, well, Testament would be a good Constellation prize. I mean. Well, I mean, it might have been. It'd be a happy surprise, I think. But, I mean, when you see when you say replaced, I mean, that they might not have been advertised. Maybe they were they did the portion uh, of the tour. And I see then, what you mean. So it wasn't like they were. Like kicked off, or it something. wasn't like Megadeth quit the tour. Or could, yeah, or I mean that, that might have been the way it went, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was ever who had the bigger tour bus. Who the fuck knows? Megadeth was like, I want Gigantour. No, that's what he named his tour bus was Gigantour. <laughs> it was like a great big ass transformer. I swear to Christ, <laughs> he had a remote control for it and everything. Man, he just scared the hell out of me. It it, it like tore my car in half. <laughs> and they have to have the insurance adjuster come out and look at it. Did he adjust you? He did. He gave me one of his old BC Rich Bitch guitars, and he said, just get out of here. I said, all right, Dave. Didn't like euthanasia anyway. Did he sign it? Prick. Yeah, he signed it. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it, but you're still kind of a whatever. Okay, moving on. Sounds uh, like someone disgruntled there. What? Sounds um, like disgruntlement. Found this little uh, tidbit, Alex Skaldick talking about the recording of it. Um, it, was, it was like we were talking earlier. So it was like album tour, album tour. And uh, so they were out on this and they were basically like, you know, y'all got to go in and do another album. And uh, he said that they, had, you know, never really, I guess it's the same with a lot of bands because, you know, it's like you work on your music, work on your music, you get a deal, you record an album. They want to milk it while they can. Well, then it's, then it's like, you know, you've had whatever, a couple of years, three, however many years you've been together coming up with stuff. And then it's like once an album tour cycle gets done, then it's like, that's like that's kind of like where the work starts. Is like right. now, now you've got to come up with. You're not coming up with music now because you want to. Right now you're coming up with music because you have you're freaking to. you got to now. Yeah. You know, so it's like a different mindset. But um, hence the writing on tour and playing on tour is definitely a, a big plus because then you can yeah. test out material yeah, and you use your sound checks wisely, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it mixes in later as live albums. Anyway. I, I guess they got the new order recorded, but they hadn't. I guess looked at all the fine print on the contract, and I guess the album was supposed to be a minimum of forty minutes. Oh, really? And, yeah, and they were they were under that. Huh. So they pretty much added that Aerosmith tune, and uh, that's why the little inch. Because I thought it was curious. It's like a what is it a nine song album? It's or like something? nine. It's a ten, ten song okay. albums, and like two of them are instrumentals. Yeah. Was, yeah, I always thought that was kind of. So it's like. So they had a seven-song album, I guess. Yeah, I don't like know. an extended yeah. EP almost, in so, a way. Which is kind of a strange way to look at it, but I mean, they probably just didn't have the time. Like yeah, you're saying. yeah. So they they put the Aerosmith tune on there, added some instrumentals, said they extended some places, um, basically to get it up to the minimum forty minutes. Interesting. Just, it's fascinating. Because it's funny now because there are some bands that do put out albums that are shorter than that. <clears throat> Rain and blood, but you know, I guess if that was the contract, it all dealing, depends on yeah. the contract, right? Can you imagine that? I mean, the only way Slayer would have been able to make Rain and Blood longer would be to play slower. 
That's the only way it would work. That wouldn't have worked. No. It would be god-awful. Absolutely awful. But yeah, I think I guess it's probably around this time in practice where they pretty much started playing Atlanta like every other week. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah, well, I missed them. You never saw them? I don't think. The first time I what? saw them. The what? first time I saw okay. them. Okay. All right. Was we, that, uh, that pre-show with Megadeth and them opening? Uh, that, was at the, uh, that was at the Omni, yeah. Painkiller. That was the 90s. So that would have been the uh, Souls of Black tour. That's oh, the yeah. first time I saw him. I, I saw, saw him. that one, I think. But I didn't see those other the shows, Omni? like the Civic Center yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was a, that was a kick-ass show. Yeah. Fucking Megadeth, Testament, and Painkiller. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Painkiller. That was a killer show. That was a loud show. Yeah, it was. Mr. Halford. Remember the motorcycle came out? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wowzers. Yeah, this is one of those... Uh, Classic, classic thrash albums, I think. As we get into the tracks, begin to discuss further. The opening, I just, I think to anybody listening, I think the opening to Eerie Inhabitants is kind of like the quintessential kind of thrash opening. It's got like the thunder and like the weird guitars and like the weird kind of build up and intro. And then it builds up to open, but it's just, it's got that typical late 80s metal feel. Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, it could be like on a horror soundtrack. Yeah, just uh, eerie. Literally, literally it's just, eerie it's just got that it's... ominous kind of vibe to it. it. Just gives that darkness to it. Just make it like ooh, darkness. What's, what happens next in the darkness? Thunder. Heavy metal style. Heavy metal thunder. Shaman metal. in the air. Drawing precipitation. The production on this one is definitely a oh, step yeah. above. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell Chuck's got a little bit more power on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vocals. yeah. A little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. 
here. Skolnick was just it. He was that dude. I mean, he was just like, there's nobody like Alex Skolnick. Yeah, it was just a good mix of players, man. I mean, they just. Just magic in the night. They accentuated each other well. You know, I gotta say, I'm glad you love that word. I'm glad, I'm glad you're using that word. I think it adds a degree of intelligence to the show. Hello. Well, thank you. Welcome to Metal Notary. We use, we use four-syllable words. Hello. Yes, we like to cash in our words liberally. <laughs> we like to use the most expensive words properly. <laughs> we like to use such expensive words that poor people don't understand the words we use. Therefore, our notary is exclusive. That sounds kind of ridiculous. That was very Python-esque of you. Yes. Sorry, that was an expensive word. I don't <laughs> comprehend your word. Please use a cheaper word. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, butthole. <laughs> I, I, I got a buck fifty for that. Uh, yep. New Order going into... Yeah, then you go into the, the new title order. track. Just the badass, New Order... Dude. That song kind of shocked me when I first heard it because the the offset of like the background guitars and and like the you know the one I guess the skull next to him because it kind of gives this kind of creepy sort of visual of almost like this like dark castle on this hill and there's like lightning and malevolent evil shit going on yeah. and kind of ties back to the opening a little bit the imagery it's just me. Be a music video director. I wish the legacy had this production. Oh, yeah. Right. The legacy production was pretty good, but this was definitely a notch above. Definitely. This one had more clarity to it. Yeah. It's deeper too, you know. A little more bass. It's got more depth to it. I guess the thrash is almost like the sophomore success. You know, a lot of times you're with the sophomore slow, but not thrash. The second album's old. <laughs> Light is better. It's like an extreme maiden in a way. 
for the guitar work. Yeah, I can hear that. Even the theme, of the themes of the song. Yeah. Uh, made, you know, Maiden has a theme. It kind of even like, the cadence you know? of the voice yeah. too, yeah. like the, the way the verses yeah. carry. Yeah. You can hear that. Such power. Those riffs, though, man. Like all the <laughs> crazy, weird harmonies and stuff. Chuck Billy going. Chuck Billy was just like, I imagine he was like just this nine feet tall giant, like super shaman powers. It was always cool seeing him. Yes. Like what he did is like, you know, like hellhound gutter growl that he was actually a. Part of the Legion of, of Satan. <laughs> oh, dummy. Who's part of the good guys? Shut up and listen to the album. Caught Lost, Curse of the Legion of Satan. <laughs> Caught Lost. That's an alley behind Caught Lost over there by the Red Lounge. It, it, we take the trash out over there. It smells like <laughs> sulfur. It kind of smells unholy, if you can believe the irony of that story. That song makes me think of that song. That album makes me think of high school. Crash Crew. Especially for track three, Trial by Fire. Yeah, I listened to that one so many times. I love that song. Yeah, that was one of those that just just never got old, no matter what. The intro was cool. With the guitar solo, the clean part. But that you're right, that whole eeriness, that I think Testament really kind of introduced that. Yeah, turned you on to something there, eh? Yeah. Well, I just never thought of it that way before, but it makes perfect sense. Because this has that kind of eerie sort of vibe to it, you know? But I like it a lot. It's ultra pristine, clean guitar in the background. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Healer production. It's such a killer riff. I always like that. The next part, like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Here it comes. Definitely one of their uh, kind of like all time classic tunes, you know. Uh, yeah. Big time. Riff of that power. Power. It had, a, it had a lot of pure rock power. You could really hear it deliver the vocals. You <laughs> want Chuck Billy really hammered it home. Hardcore in his shamanistic ways. In the Thank you, Nigel Nigelson. 
<laughs> Hello, welcome to Belvedere. This is Nigel Nigelson. <laughs> I'm the token white English guy on the show. Today we'll be talking about metal and specifically uh, the band Testament, their uh, sophomore effort, the New Order, uh, no doubt connected to the Illuminati. And I, I started all that, didn't I? <laughs> And so we will go down the rabbit hole as we take a few more tabs and see what's behind the veil of reality. Thank you. This is Nigel Nigelson signing off, looking for more alcohol and possibly an Uber to the house. <laughs> or some coffee to perhaps sober up. Maybe even drugs if you have them anyway. Nigel Nigelson signing off now. Coffee, drugs. <laughs> I love that, Nigel Nigelson. We, I think we'll have to have Nigel, Nigel back. I think he's uh, really <laughs> introducing him to the pasta line, so I, I think he might have a part-time uh, taste Nigel tester. Nigelson. Nigel Nigelson. <laughs> I heart Nigel Nigelson. I sharp Nigel. Is he a, is he a piloty looking fella? <laughs> Hashtag Billy Connolly. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. Thank you for that. Where do we leave off? Ooh, we ooh, yeah, and then you straight into another freaking classic. I mean, into the pit. I mean, come on, into the pit blew me away when I first heard it because I just couldn't believe it. Like the power, especially that flangey part right here. The flangey, yeah. <laughs> Listen to that. It's just awesome. <laughs> flangey. Here we go. Death metal drumming. That bass. It's just gritty. It's like overkill kind of. Yeah, yeah, it had that DD Bernie kind of twang. Exactly. Well, they were kind of peers, I guess, in a way. Yep. Ish. Ish. This is a solo mouth open, just like, holy shit, how are they doing I used to try and figure out what it was he was playing, and I had to give up because I was just like, it's just too awesome. I can't, I can't slow it down. And maybe now with technology, I can slow it down or I can figure out two notes. Yeah, I think I maybe read somewhere where he was another of uh, Satriani's students yeah, at some point. I think so. Was he? I think he was. The old Satch. That's cool. And Satch is also a Zen master of the guitar. I always loved it because it's just so cool. And it hypnosis. I thought that was a really cool instrumental. And, and here's the thing, and I think maybe we can agree just because it's this album and what this means to Thrash, but because on some level you almost kind of feel like, all right, there were two instrumentals. Eh, does that count? But it's like when you think about an album like this, it sort of ties it all together like in a bow. Because like hypnosis and even the, the other one, uh, the musical death, the dirge—they're both well-placed instrumentals. I thought. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier with with the kind of back in the day with the side one and a side two. You know, how do you end side one? 
Right. So like a little short kind of eerie instrumental was kind of a cool way to sort of segue segue into Disciples of the Watch. Or Segu. So, I don't know what the pronunciation is. Segu. It could be Segu, Segu, or Segway. We know Segway, but I'm going to have to research the other ones. But, uh... I'm not a wordomologist. Yeah. That was a Wordomologist? Wordomologist. <laughs> yeah, it was a very eerie instrumental, because the guitar... And the thunder, the wind, and the shredding. It's a little bit scary. It's a wee bit. It's almost perfect for following Halloween. Kind of even had kind of like a supernatural feel to it, sort of, you know? Almost something kind of witchy. I kind of like that. Witchy. He's making the guitar faces over here. Yeah, doing the fingering. <laughs> Engaging the fingerings, making the faces. Yeah, so they, so they very tastefully go from that into Disciples of the Watch. Which I think was a nice transition. Yes. Excellent. As far as transitions goes. Yes. It's segued nicely too. Hashtag salt intro. Because it also kind of started out with that eerie kind of... Yeah. Eerie eeriness. Eerie... Eeriality. Flip the tape. Wait, is this the same song? No, this is side (laughs) one, side... The song one, side two. So yes, flip the tape. I just love that clean sound. Yeah, of course. It's crystal, baby. Crystal. First time I heard this main riff, blew my mind. Blew my mind. I love you so much. I heard it and I fell in love and I said I have to hit the riff again and again. Drums definitely had more depth on this oh, yeah. recording. So that's a cool beat. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Lou is kicking ass on this one personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this one, well, kind of like this one and Legacy both. Yeah, his drumming I thought was great. Yeah. Personally. These two, I think it was like magic, and then it kind of got to later. Oh yeah, yeah. This 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 is like right there with the end of the pit or trial off. Oh, I don't know. I got it. I like all of them. All of them see this circle door. It's like. It's just one of those songs that it's like when you go see them live, it's like you want to you want to see the song, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. See them play the song. Yeah. 
Should set her off. Let us see the art performed live and in person. Imagine like you said the question. Tell them that. It's like if you went and saw a Slayer and they didn't play Rain and Blood or something, you'd be like, you'd be cheated. <laughs> you'd be cheated. Like Testament kind of had some maiden influence for sure with some of the melodies. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Like that. Even like even the bass movement. Movement. The movement of the low end. <laughs> that low end movement. <laughs> it's going to be like the diarrhea resistance or something. The diarrhea resistance? I don't know where that came from. Low end. How about bass, man? It be a band bass. name. The diarrhea resistance. Yeah, why not? I mean, you got that, you know, we butter the bread with butter, so why not the diarrhea resistance? What well, the hell? You've got, you know, you got AC. Yeah, yeah. AC. Can we say what AC is? Just say whatever you want here. You can say it'll Within cut. reason. <laughs> yeah. You throw that in there. Anything except that. Within reason. <laughs> you can say any word, but that word. Okay, I'll say that word. <sighs> You've already said it. <laughs> I feel naughty. Sorry. Naughty, huh? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you? No, never mind. Right uh, to the preacher, huh? I was. Yeah. You hear the preacher? I was, was going to make a comment, but I'm not going. We'll just, <laughs> Go we'll just, we'll gloss right over there. Well, that could be fine. Make it glossy. You can make it glossy. Yeah, straight to another freaking just classic. The preacher. I can't do it. I shouldn't have tried. You know, it's like it's like the pre-pterodactyl scream, but before the pterodactyl scream had been honed. There's like called the PT period. Yeah, yeah. 
fellas, Paul. <laughs> oh, yay. Yep, so the preacher, and then kind of out of left field. Yeah, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> you know, that wasn't your fault? Whose no, fault was it? I don't know. I don't think it was nobody's fault. Yeah, throw some freaking Aerosmith. Nobody's fault from Aerosmith. You know, and I've never been, uh, never been the biggest Aerosmith guy. I mean, some of their older... respect. Yeah, I mean, I get there's... And I've, as I've gotten older, I've gone back and listened to some of their older catalog. And I definitely like that more than, like, dude looks like a lady. Yeah. And, you know, that, that era just didn't do it for me. Hashtag get your wings. But uh, this is a cool tune. It is a cool tune. I never could figure out why they picked this one, but yeah, it was a cool tune. It fit. Held it away. (laughs) I'm not sure if I've ever heard the Aerosmith version. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) I think I did once after I heard this. I honestly don't know if I have either, now that you say that. There's some kind of heavier Aerosmith stuff, but I've never heard of that version either. I don't know which album that was on. I know another, there is a, uh, on one of the the greatest hits or something, they do that, uh, that old Scorpion song. Sorry. You know what I'm talking about. Sales of uh, oh, sales of Sharon or Karen or Karen, Sharon or, I don't know or whatever Gary Sharon, sales yeah. of Gary Sharon. Sales I don't of know. Gary Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a that's scorpion's a little, that's cover. A extreme. Um, okay, but above. Which I, I like the I like their cover of it, but then I like a couple years ago I came across the original oh, yeah, scorpion's no version. Comparison. This is like way back in Scorpion's history when like Yuli John Roth was still playing. Yeah, with that it. shit was badass. It was actually, I think I like it better than the the heavy up Testament version. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. freaking just cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll look it up sometime. Yeah, it was, it was a testament on that though. But for real, the original version is unbelievable. Yeah, man. It's like fantasy metal. <laughs> It's magical. As long as it's magical. Right. It's magical. It, and it's recognizable. Speaking of reckon. Reckon? Ing? I reckon it's a day of some reckoning. Tarstone is so badass. Oh, wow. Tell. Tell. 
your classic thrash sound for oh, sure. Yes. Song, you know. archetype. Break right there. Interchange. A little bit of a happy change. Happy? Happy Earth. There's Bob Ross there painting trees. Yeah, they're happy little accidents. The trees or whatever you call it. You know, I just noticed something. This might be one of those weird math issues, but I'm going to say it. I'm wondering if you're going to agree with me. Do you think Day of Reckoning maybe should have closed it instead of Musical Death? Like those last two maybe should have been switched? I was uh, I was actually almost wondering if uh, maybe they should have brought down the Preacher, Disciples of the Watch to close the album out with something a little bit... So open side Something two a little bit more up-tempo. Open side Tem- two with the Preacher, maybe? If you were going to have, like, your album side pick, design... No, I think Disciples on the Watch was good for opening. I think maybe they should have moved the preacher maybe down to close the album out. Something real strong. Yeah. I think that maybe that would have been my. Yeah, because that is a strong one. They probably could have moved maybe nobody's fault to the one after Disciples. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Take the preacher, move it down to the bottom, and move everyone up a notch. Uh, all yeah. the others up yeah, a notch. Yeah, probably pretty good. And put the preacher at the end and put so it out. Side two would be Disciples of the Watch, Nobody's Fault. A day of reckoning, musical death, and then a preacher. To me, I like that'd be, it. A, that'd be a good. I like it. That'd be a good side. I shall enter that into the annals of the iPod playlistery. <laughs> playlistery. That's the word. The annals or the annals. I'm not sure. I like the annals. <laughs> That's where the buttholes are. <laughs> Their rival band. <laughs> What are you doing this weekend? Oh man, I'm going to Sphincter. I'm going to Sphincter Fest. The Angels of the Buttholes are playing Sphincter Fest, Atlanta. Uh, the Angels of the Buttholes. Okay. Well, I mean, you had the Butthole Surfers. So. True. I don't think you had the Angel Surfers. What well, you did, just that they weren't in direct competition with the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> Musically, anyway. <laughs> Different kind of music, perhaps. Something about this instrumental as a closer, and I think I'd read this somewhere in an interview, maybe like in Metal Edge or Maniacs or something, but I think this was sort of dedicated to after Cliff Burton died. It was sort of like in memory to him. There might be something in the, in the liner notes, I think. And that sort of added something to it. And Eric Peterson actually had a solo on this. He does the next one. What other guitar player? Kind of like head You know, I mean... Good. They maybe could have moved. They maybe could have left this as the last one just to kind of end it out on that note. You think it ends well like that? Yes, it could. But, but maybe they could have moved. They still could have taken the preacher. Make it where Day of Reckoning is. Yeah, move the, move nobody's up, fault and Day of Reckoning those. up. Put the preacher to end it out strong and then kind of leave it on a somber note with, with this one. Yeah. That would have worked, too. Yeah, Because yeah. I guess it is a kind of a good closer, particularly given that whole period, because that was sort of a chaotic period in Thrash. 
because Metallica was up and coming, and you know, after all that happened, it kind of changed. The really dynamics. Huh? Changed the dynamics. The dynamics. I think Greg Kinesis got involved at that point. Yeah, totally changed the dynamics. <laughs> Diana Dynamics. That's a tough name. <laughs> it was a good way to close it out, but it was kind of sad. But it's per- <laughs> it's beautiful and sad at the same time. It's called art, man. It's okay. If it's beautiful, it's supposed to eliminate, 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 eliminate. (laughs) (laughs) Supposed to eliminate. I was trying to say elicit, but uh, you know, came out the spirit of Bobby Gustafson, not Bobby. I got Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. Blitz. I'll get my crap straight here. Let's eliminate the illicitness, (laughs) shall we? So, elicitation is that a word? <laughs> so, I think that's about it for the yes. The new it, is order. A, it is definitely a thraster piece. It's definitely in the annals and or annals and or buttholes of thrash history. Yes, all of that sphincter talk. Sphincter talk. Yeah. Sphincter says what? It'll be a sphincter fest, 2019. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> okay. I don't know what kind of movies Matt's making at home, but uh, you know, hashtag alone time. <laughs> so you know, if you if you like any of this nonsense, check us out on uh, Facebook, media, Instagram. Uh, we got the website, webcast, podcast yeah. at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You oofus. Yeah. <laughs> check out the merch page too. We got all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, give us any ratings, suggestions, comments. Let us know what you think. Tell a friend. Let us know what you enjoy, what you hopefully maybe could enjoy more. Help support the metal nerdery. Spread the metal nerdery. nerdery. Absolutely. Until next time. Goodbye. This is Nigel Nigelson. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Metal Nerdery. (laughs) This is Obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. Nerd out. out. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us. Share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on MetalNerdery.com slash podcast.